You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. The end of 2022 is here, and to wrap things up, we're taking a look back at some of our favorite Black fashions. It's something I ask all of my guests to share at the end of every episode. A Black fashion is basically a confession about your Blackness. You know, something that people might be surprised to learn about you because, well, you're Black. You know what I'm talking about. One of those things that you bring up in mixed company or with the homies or whoever, and people look at you like, yo, do we need to take your Black card? Yeah, that's a Black fashion. So let's start at this year's first ever Griot Awards, where I got to speak with everyone from author Nicole Hannah-Jones to actress Breathe Evans, comedian Lunell, and R&B singer Gawapale. I'm about to get canceled over this. Oh, let's do it. But I've seen Gone with the Wind about 10 times. Really? The whole thing? <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, long. <laughs> the whole thing. So what, you like it. You actually like well, Gone with the Wind. I, I, I feel like it's an amazing, uh, one, it is amazing storytelling. It is amazing storytelling. The fashion is beautiful. But also, if you want to understand how black people and slavery were conceptualized in the white mind, there's almost no better case study uh, than Gone with the Wind. So uh, for all of those reasons, yes, I've seen that movie many, many times. But I've never admitted this publicly before. Exclusive right here on the I'm gonna Dear say Culture. that this tape was doctored. Um, but yes, it's, it's yes, for many reasons it's, it uh, it tells you everything about how white people thought about slavery and black people at that time and right. in many ways how they think about it now. Let me see, what would be mine? I don't know if you guys would be surprised to know that I can go from the ghetto to the White House and have a good time. <laughs> Wait, any White House? Any version of the White House? Any version of it. Any version of it, because I'm gonna bring my blackness with me. So that, that's the, gonna the be the 2016 through 2020 you, White House. You can do this. I, I, I can handle it. <laughs> okay, and I, you know what? I believe you, because the energy that you're giving me right now, <laughs> I believe fully that you could do no, that. I really believe that I could. No, absolutely. I think it's something to find your most authentic self, and that's been my superpower. So, yeah, I think that that's gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with that. What's something that people will be surprised to know? Put you on the spot. That if. Some of my Uh-oh. friends knew how much I don't care about them, they'd be really hurt. Oh, that's, now, a, that's a confession that's right there, a, boy. That's a black fashion. <laughs> so what is a black fashion that you have, if you have one to share? Um, give me some examples. How far am I going to go Okay, with so you know a lot of people have never seen Friday, which is always surprising to me, yeah. or people are still finding out that Bobby Caldwell is white, which... T- I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I just came up. I with. didn't know that. Oh well. I would wow. say I didn't know that. So you were today years old when you just. I just. I just told Guapale that Bobby Caldwell was white. Yo, I think I literally listen, just unlocked a level of you blackness. Listen, you can't tell. Listen, I did new shoes. That's on. I can't wait. I genuinely thought they were there was a black people. I didn't know that until two weeks ago. This is I'm what I mean. I'm happy we share that. A lot of times, people share black fashions about food, like writer and king of black Twitter Michael Harriet, and film producer and director Renika McQueen. So my black fashion is is kind of embarrassing, but most black foods I cannot eat or I have never eaten. So I have a terrible, I'm allergic to all milk products, so I've never really had macaroni and cheese, although I make a good macaroni and cheese, I am told. Okay, I'm about to say, because you can't really verify that. And I grew up not eating pork, so like I've never, I've never had most pork pie. I've never had a hog maw, a chitterling, 
or H. Chitlin'. Okay. Um, By the way, he's a black man from South Carolina. I just right, wanted yeah, everybody yeah, to be is, very aware right, of this. Um, I have seen more actual pigs than I have eaten. Um, so I don't yeah. even know what to do with this information, but I appreciate you sharing it with us because right. that, that lets me know that you love and care about me as a human, that you would share something so uh, antithetical to your very your very career yeah I've, uh, so this is the worst part right this is this is my might get me kicked out of the club okay because of this because not eating bologna uh, uh, pork I have never had the bologna with the red string around I'm not sure you're missing anything because I have had that and while I remember eating that I don't remember that being a choice mm -hmm. so you know but look, we appreciate you being here and sharing yes, this yes. with us here yeah, for a minute here. I, at feel, a, I feel like I've cleansed myself. It, this was a cathartic moment. We're going to let the people decide on that one because we're definitely airing this. So we're going to let the people decide <laughs> on, on what that means. I think my black fashion is I don't like a lot of the, as we deem, black food. You know, like I don't like mustard and turnip greens. I don't like uh, chitlins. I don't like ham hogs i don't like i just started eating candy yams maybe like a year ago like wait just started eating candy yams yeah i would wait, not where's your family me. from <laughs> um, it's Louisiana? Family, it, they from down south and you know going back down my family tree a lot of them are from down south and stuff like that but um mm -hmm. i just never liked any of that stuff i don't eat it <laughs> now i'm with you on turnip green i don't like those either um yeah. i'm from down south and that's why I asked. My family's from Alabama. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people in Michigan got family in Alabama. So everybody went straight up. Um, but the candy, you just started eating candy yams? Yeah. I, I wouldn't and don't like I it? Was, I didn't like them. I was like, this is oh, disgusting. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I just got into them, yeah. Now, um, do, is that I just started eating, um, I think, oxtails for the first time, like last year. My husband made some oxtail soup, and it was really good. And I was like, okay, I can do this, but... Mm mm, no. That's interesting. <laughs> now, is it be do you, is it because you just eat healthy? Or you just don't like that stuff. No, like it some people, it's a lifestyle thing. I, no, it is not <laughs> because I no. You just don't no, like I don't it. Just eat healthy. I just don't like it. No, I really don't want to eat chitlins. The way they make your house. I, I don't meal. do chitlins. Yeah. No, I don't do chitlins. <laughs> no, we don't. My family isn't big big on chitlins. Yeah, and if my husband eat them, I'm like, dude, do not kiss me for a good week after you. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like chicken gizzards and pig knuckles and uh, pig feet. No, oh lord, no. Yeah, you talking about that deep, that that real deep, <laughs> deep, uh, real deep black food stuff. I'm basic yeah. macaroni and cheese, a little dressing, you know. Okay. Potato salad if it's good. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. I, I feel like you might have a lot more people who agree with you on that than, than wouldn't your black fashion seem like normal for a lot of people. But no one, and I mean no one, had me as disturbed as my griot family member and host of the Blackest Questions podcast, Dr. Christina Greer. Her black fashion floored me. I'm still not over it. I'm going to tell you and your listeners that I am a black person. I am a descendant of the U.S. South. Uh, both my both sets of my grandparents are Southerners, and I can only eat my grits with ketchup and mustard until they are bright fluorescent orange, and that is the only way I can eat grits. 
I don't do butter. I don't do sugar. I don't do salt and pepper. I don't do cheese. It has to be ketchup and yellow mustard. That is my black fashion. I know you can take away my black card if you want to. I don't care. I'm standing true. Yes. But everyone says they hate it, but no one has tried it. So don't knock it before you try it with some fried fish on top. How did you dis- <laughs> how did you discover this? I was like, what were what what <laughs> happened that day where you were like, you know what? Like, what weren't you doing where you decided to put ketchup and mustard? Awesome. I think I was like oh, four goodness. and I think I had a babysitter where we had grits and I wasn't eating them because I didn't like the texture. You know, a lot of folks are very sensitive about texture. Like I don't like the texture of eggplant, but I love the texture of okra. Um, and I think she was trying to get me to eat my grits. And because I like ketchup and mustard, my hot dogs, when I was a kid, when I ate hot dogs until I realized what's in a hot dog, um, I think she just sort of was like, hey, let's try this. And I loved it. And I love fried fish and grits. And so I like fried fish with hot sauce and lime juice over my ketchup and mustard grits. That is my black fashion. Your face looks horrified. You look mortified. Have people seen you do this? Like, have so people here's watched you do this? I only with, eat like... grits around my family and I don't eat grits in public because it usually causes a kerfuffle. So if they're grits, like if we're at brunch. Yeah, I mean, talk about a conversation. If we're at brunch or like, you know, or I'm at your house and, you know, you guys have grits on the table, I won't eat grits. If we're out at a restaurant, I won't eat grits. But if I'm with my family in the safe space of people who know that I do this and they just, they look and, you know, the spirit of my grandmother just shakes her head. Um, that's that. But it's sort of, it's like, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, how some people are like, you know, closet smokers or like closet drinkers. I'm like a closet grits eater where I can only, I can only do it around certain people. You know, I gotta say, I don't know how many episodes we've done of this show of Dear Culture. You, you are easily the number one black fashion. Yeah. Like there's nothing topping that. Cause number one, I didn't see it coming. Number two, I mean, people argue about mm -hmm. sugar and salt and but and grits and you over here and ketchup and mustard and you needed to I need change. it to be oh, bright orange I'm and actually... I go by color. That's when I know it's ready. Yes, I know. I my face says it all and I I just wow. I just, I just became a meme. What the just got my But you face. know the thing okay. is I kept this as a secret for so wow. many years and now I'm just standing in my truth. That's right. Listen, you should you should. I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not with you, but I I respect it while also being slightly horrified. I'm there's no there's literally no universe where I would try that. Like it is it's impossible. Oh my goodness. All right. Like I get I, <laughs> That's fine. Congratulations to you. I'm very happy for you and and I hope that that it brings you as much joy as it brings me whatever the extreme other end of joy is. Like I said, I'm still not over that. So let's just move on to Black TV, films, and music. I will say, some of our favorite Black fashions are the ones we just didn't see coming. Award-winning actor Anthony Anderson gave us one of those. Pure gold. The only thing that I can think of right now, uh, I don't drink Kool-Aid. Ever? Or like now? I haven't drank Kool-Aid in over 20, 25 years. Okay. 
So that that's fair. And I think that's probably why you're why you're successful, actually. <laughs> you're probably healthy enough to still be here so you can actually continue on in 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 life. Because I don't think Kool-Aid households make it too far. I just don't, I don't think they do. And I, um, and I never called it cherry or strawberry. It was always red. What flavor you want? I want red. Yeah, though funny, because grape is an actual flavor, but red is also a flavor. I have this debate all the time with people like red is a flavor as far as I'm concerned. It could be cherry, could be strawberry. It could be, uh, what was it, mixed berry, whatever one of the, the, the one that came in the the uh, the blue pouch. Yeah. Tropical. That was red too. Tropical. There you go. Tropical. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a black fashion I'm proud to hear. I don't drink. I haven't. My children have never had Kool-Aid. Yeah. No. Why? That's why we die now, Panama. Right, because you when you make Kool-Aid, if you want to make a genuine good batch of Kool-Aid, you pour you pour sugar first and then you add the other like you yeah. you pour from your heart. Yeah. And the heart will lead you astray when it comes to making Kool-Aid. So uh <laughs> So I'm glad you haven't had any Kool-Aid. I don't know if we would have got all them seasons of blackish if you had been drinking uh, and, Kool-Aid. And I also will tell you this, man. While the Obamas were in office, I took a USO trip to uh, to Afghanistan, and we flew over on Air Force Two, which was, uh, I believe, the First Lady's plane. Did not know there was an Air Force Two, honestly. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. Air Force Two. And uh, I was going through the cabinets, and this is when I knew that we had uh, uh, a black first family. There was packets of great Kool-Aid in the cabinet. <laughs> so I had to take a package of great Kool-Aid off of Air Force Two and bring it home, dog. I still have it sitting in my office at home. It's a little small package of uh, great Kool-Aid that I took off of uh, First Lady Obama's plane, Air Force Two, that I, I, I've been cherishing for, you know, quite some time now. I have never heard of them drinking Kool-Aid. You might have just literally dropped like great, a bombshell. Great Kool-Aid on Air Force Two. Uh, that is amazing. That one's going to be hard to top, but I'm always blown away by how many black folks have missed out on some of the most culturally significant classics and moments. Let's start with food writer and singer Di Poole, followed by Jamae Griffith who's the coach of the dance team at Grambling State University. You have a black fashion for us. Please, I do. share. I have never seen Love Jones, Love and Basketball, or Friday. You actually wrote a, a movie, you wrote an article about New Jack City, oh. and I was like, I actually have never seen that either. So, yeah. So, you know, I want to be upset about this. I really do. But you know what I'm learning the more we do stuff like this is how many black movies black folks haven't seen. Like, Friday comes up all the time amongst people. People are all like, yeah, I've never seen Friday. Like, Love Jones is surprising, but not surprising when you consider how little money it actually mm. made, like, at the box office or, like, in, you know, like, it just, it's, it's like a indie film darling that everybody loves and references. Like, everybody knows what happens in Love Jones, even if you've never seen it, right? I think... It kind of ascended to that. You have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Just threw that whole idea out the window. Okay. All right. Got me cussing on it. Cussing on it Tuesday. All right. So you haven't seen Love Jones, Love and Basketball. That's so interesting. 
Why? This is what I tell people. Because at this point, it's a yeah. Choice. So it's at this point, this I point. almost is it a part of my identity to just keep being this anomaly in the mono, in the in the in the black community? Like, because I did eventually watch the Color Purple, so like I I have broken some ones that I hadn't seen. But I I always argue this. I was like I was raised in the two thousands. Like I'm a I was a ch- I had no business watching any of those movies as a young kid in the nineties. So it's like when I was Fair. of age to watch it. I had my own stuff to watch, you know, like we had our own movies and things that we would want to watch. So I just never made it back to watching it, but you know, it's nothing against them personally. I think that they're probably incredible. You don't have any curiosity about like even love Jones or, you know, love and basketball. I mean, Friday, but love Jones is like love Jones. I don't wear draws. You don't have any on right now. Breaking it. Say goodbye to your daddy, baby. And putting it all together. This is nothing serious. You know, no curiosity. I think I have so much admiration and respect for all the actors in that film. It's just never been something (laughs) that I was like, let me go run and see what Love Jones is about. It's just never been. Maybe I'm also not the biggest romance drama movie person. I'm pretty cynical a lot of times when it comes to romantic love but you know maybe one day it'll come on like when i would watch cable that's how i would see that's how i saw the sequels to friday because they would come on vh1 or something like that so maybe one day if i'm sitting at home so you've seen next friday one of those i don't know which one but and because everyone kept calling because my nickname is day day and there's a character named day day so i i watched that just because i had to understand the reference to why everyone kept saying that to me i've i've never seen um any of the friday movies (gasps) Oh, <laughs> you know, I want I want to be surprised by that, but I that happens so often. People be like, "Yo, I ain't seen the color purple. I ain't seen Friday. I ain't seen." Have it, has everybody here seen the color purple? All right, I feel like that also should. There should be a speaking of classes along with space. There should be like required. Like when you fill out your application for college, you need to be able to fill out the movies. You got to check off certain movies. If you haven't seen it, you got to be required. That's a prerequisite. Before you get here, you need to watch yeah. Love Jones before you get here or you can't come. When the homie and writer Justin Tinsley shared his black fashion, well, as it turned out, I shared in his black fashion too. So please, please, sir, share with us your black fashion. Justin Tinsley is on the black fashion stage. Go ahead. Go ahead and share your black fashion. Okay. Here's the backstory. So it all started over quarantine. It has nothing to do with the book. I'll start over quarantine. There's no sports on TV except for The Last Dance. There's no music coming out because why would you release music in a quarantine? You can't do anything with right. it. And I started watching this series off the recommendation of my wife. And she told me she started watching it years ago and she laughs. She thinks it's hilarious. And Everything I knew about this show would not, my blackness would not allow me to like the show because of the history it had with another show that was super black. I'm going to come right out and say it. Friends is funny as hell, dog. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. I would, so out, yo, Panama, I was so (laughs) adamant, like, Hell nah. I, w- I was like CB4 and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. I'm like, I ain't watching no friends. And not after what they did to Living Single. Living Single is the superior show. And for the record, I still love Living Single. I watch all the episodes on repeat, rerun. But 
And then, and this is the messed up part too, because Friends is basically aired from like nine to like four every night on Nickelodeon. So they they're getting those syndication checks. And I'm like, some nights it don't be anything yep. on TV. And she was like, just watch a couple of episodes with me. I watched the first episode and I chuckle and I'm like, and I'm trying to keep my laughter in. I'm like, damn, that's pretty funny. Next thing I know, it's like four or five episodes later. I'm like, yo, I might actually like this. And like a couple of months later, I'm starting to see episodes that I've seen again, like three and four times. I'm like, yo, I'm still laughing at them. And I'm like, yo, man. I like Friends. Really? I'm I'm not, I'm like you, bro. I actually like Friends. I went to a Friends series finale party. I, I actually went. Now, I had I put on a bandana, and I definitely had on some shirt that was proved that I was down for the cause. But I, I enjoy Friends. I always like, I still have, I have favorite episodes of Friends. Like, I, I genuinely enjoy it. Bro, like, in, like, the six main characters, like, yo, they're all funny in, like, their own way. And I'm like, yo, yep. this is a, I'm like. I was invested in the relationship of Ross and Rachel. Like, yo, I actually cared. Yo, you, I wanted them to work out. Like, that's so, I'm, listen, I'm with you. I love Living Single. I'm with you. Living Single, GOAT show. I'm, I'm, I'm all there. But I, I really, I, I like Friends. Yeah, we, 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 we definitely did not give uh, Friends the, 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 the shake that, that it deserved, I think. Like, I, I, I'm with you. I got, I got favorite episodes. Uh, yo, the, the joint where they were trying to move the, the couch up the stairs and Ross was like, pivot. Pivot! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I'm telling you, yo, the joint is hilarious, man. Like, I it is. It, I it is funny. Last night, so yeah, that's that's my black fashion. Like, I am. I am a huge Friends fan. As we love to say in our community, we are not a monolith. So go ahead and prove that for us. What is your black fashion? This might actually ruin my career. Oh, um, interesting. I'm ready. I'm not a fan of Martin. I, I, I try. I want to I wanna be there with people, but I just didn't like it. I thought he was mean. He was. I didn't like how he treated Pam. I didn't like how he treated Gina. I think Martin probably lives more uh, fondly in the consciousness than when people go back and watch it. I hear a lot more people say this. They're like, you know, I don't think I like Martin as much as I thought I used to. Like, I still love it, but I don't watch it the way that I used to. But I remember all this stuff about Martin. So it sits very high in the, in the like black consciousness, black pop, pop cultural consciousness. But I've heard more people say that than, than you think. I, I get all the references, like like it, it's it's such a part of the zeitgeist and such a part of like popular culture, black popular culture that I I, I can sit here and, and talk about it like I've seen every single episode multiple times. Um, but yeah, I, I, whenever people get nostalgic for it, I'm like, mm. going back and rewatching it, Martin was a mean little dude, right? Martin definitely was Napoleon complex out heavy. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's not that bad. I, you're not the first person I've heard say that. I, I've heard several people make that comment, public, even publicly. Okay. So uh, I think you're okay. I think you're on good ground. My Black Fashion Panama is that I believe that there are two quote-unquote black movies that I think are overhyped and overrated. And those movies are The Five Heartbeats and Harlem Nights. I don't think that they're bad movies. I actually think that they're good movies. I just don't think they're as good as the public makes them out to be.
so right now i've never wanted to hang up on somebody so bad in my life <laughs> so the five heartbeats no, is no. is one of my favorite movies of all time of ever uh i probably watched that movie for a couple years almost every day we had the vhs tape in my house and i watched it over and over again i now I, I'm on the Michael Jackson side of this conversation with this one. That is an insane take to me because the Five Heartbeats is so good. Harlem Nights, like I've heard people say that. I, I don't even understand how people don't love Harlem Nights the way that, like I feel like Harlem Nights doesn't get enough overrating. Like I feel like people need to talk about Harlem Nights even more. When did you come to these realizations or like like in a, in a brief, in, why, you know, why do you feel this way exactly? I just think that having conversations with people um, over the years about the movie. And yes, Harlem Nights is a very quotable movie. Not quite as quotable as like The, the Night Professor or Coming to America, but very, but still quotable to a certain degree. But I just feel like it just, it, it didn't really live up to its greatest potential in terms of utilizing Eddie Murphy, Red Fox and Richard Pryor <laughs> together on screen. Like Eddie himself said that the best part of that movie is the part that nobody got to see, which was when he said cut, and then all these guys started cracking on each other and telling jokes and things of that nature. I That's all that. I needed to hear. You know, when the writer and the director says that, oh, you missed Which the is amazing. Because <laughs> it's such a good movie to me. Like, genuinely, I genuinely no, enjoy those movies, just, I, just for what they are. Um, but, <laughs> okay, thank, thank you yeah. for the black fashion. Uh, wait, you, wait, you got a real quick Five Heartbeats thing because that's my favorite movie. So no, what Five I Heartbeats okay. is Five Heartbeats is great. Um, it, it's it's good. You know, it's the it's the last of the three, uh, Robert and Keenan collaborations. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just it just didn't hit me the way that it hit everybody else, just from a visceral, emotional standpoint. It was almost like. I was just seeing everything for like, oh, okay, I see what he was trying to do there. Or, oh, okay, I see what he was trying to do there. Or I see the thing he tries to make. But I will say this. It has one of my favorite parts in any movie or black movie of all time is when they get booed on stage in the beginning and then dude goes, ah, and then they all come together and Robert kicks the piano player off. That part, that's beautiful movie making right there. But just in terms of the whole story, it just it just it didn't it didn't quite hit me the way that um, people say that it hit them. So I just think that it's just it's just a little bit overhyped to me. Dar, what about you? Um, so my favorite uh, like film genre is actually musicals. So my favorite film is Singing in the Rain, featuring Gene Kelly. I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. So, really? yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. I grew up watching Annie nonstop. For some reason in my household, nice. Annie was a movie we watched every single day. Um, I grew up a military brat, so we were living in Germany, and we didn't really we didn't have a bunch of channels. So all we did was watch VHS tapes. So for years, Annie might have been my favorite movie just because uh, that's all I had to watch. And I know all the songs by heart. I enjoy the uh, white singer-songwriters of the 70s. Um, I get in my emo state right now is all of the sing-songy Carly Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, really, really white um, songwriters. And I have a black-ass good time at home in my room and don't let anyone know what I'm listening to. Interesting black fashion. I will blast that stuff in my car in Southeast DC very loud. 
Uh, especially Bobby Caldwell, who I'm always amazed that people find out who are still discovering that he is actually white and not black. From music to dance moves. And just because we're black doesn't mean we all kill it on the dance floor. Which is something my guests who are both pop culture enthusiasts, Van Lathan and Naima Cochran, proved. I got one. All right, what you got? So I'm a good dancer, right? Okay. I'm a good dancer. Fat boy can go. Uh-oh. But, dog, I've never really been able to figure out the electric slide, man. I knew you were about to say that as soon as you said dancing. <laughs> Bruh, it's like, it's like, shout out to my man Gino. So my man Gino, Walter Gino McLaughlin down there in Baton Rouge. Shout out to my man Gino. We would be doing the electric slide, right? We were doing the electric slide. It's like, and Gino would be, to help me do the electric slide, Gino would be pointing in the way he would be like, <laughs> you, know, like you know what I mean? Because like, I get confused, right? Like I get, it's like you go forward, you go back, then you you fake like you're going to do it, and then boom, boom, boom. I'm one of those guys that, go, that does it a couple of times and goes, <laughs> and then goes and sits down. And and all of the dances that were offshoots of the electric slide, the Cupid Shuffle, like all of those all have things, directions. they all have direct. And for some reason, I don't know if it's my dyslexia or whatever it is, I just never, I'm not a confident electric slider. I'm just not. You know, it makes sense though because for one, the songs that people do the electric like you people do it to Cami, I mean to 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 Candy, right? Like yeah. the electric side has a song, but everybody does it to Candy. But people be out there trying to get cute with it too. They be adding their own little spin and swag on it. So if you if you already struggling with the timing, that can throw you completely off, right? In, in Louisiana, girls they they twerk with it like they they, they, with it. they drop it low and i'm like like I, I appreciate the ass but like i'm trying to get my shit together right <laughs> right my count also, is off I, I think that also to be real with you i punted on it early on and didn't really put the time in because i've only because i'm so intimidated by it you know what i mean i don't really gotcha. i don't really do it as much it's other dances that i you know all the dances from down home i can do them but like electric slide i'm, I'm off with that one you can get the Josephine Johnny on, but the electric the oh, electric slide is gun. Lord you, you have got mercy. The, got the whole fighting. I, that's I, all of that stuff I'm good with. Do you have a black fashion for us? Um, yeah, I have two actually. The first one is something the first one is something I don't do. The second one is something I do. Um, I cannot jump double dutch, which for a black girl in her forties in New York is actually possibly yeah, it's actually possibly a criminal offense. I can turn. I got a mean turn. I had a mean turn, but I can't jump. And I was just about to take lessons. There's actually a school for adults who um, are trying to get the double dutch game up. And I was about to look into lessons right before the pandemic. So I need to pick, pick that up. This, so my second one is something that I do that people were really surprised about. Um, it's, a, it's a hobby I picked back up during shutdown. I fell off. I need to get back on it. But I, um, I'm into miniatures, dollhouses, um, miniature furniture. There was like a whole miniature explosion during the pandemic. Okay. Um, not the dolls, but to create things that exist in real life in miniature is fun. And also, you, you know, you can kind of splurge a little bit, but like on a one twelfth scale so like little picture little kitchen aid mixers little gucci bags you know 
custom furniture, all of that. Um, I was doing it for a while and I was documenting it. I was restoring a dollhouse and documenting it on IG and I got a lot of, I didn't know black black women, black people did this. So it's, it's not really a, a black space, but that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. I wanted to create black things. Like I have little itty bitty church fans, you know, that type of thing. And especially yeah. interesting because on The Wire, Lester Freeman, that's what he did. He was yeah. all into that. And I remember that being like, this is such an interesting, like random thing to give for him as a hobby in this show. Mm -hmm. And, but I love it. It's a like, great yeah. hobby. Okay. Well, you, it's you meditative. Make you make them yourself or you like, Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. You can buy a bunch of this stuff, okay. right? But for me, the joy is in, and it's expensive. It's not a cheap hobby. Okay. Um, but if you want quality stuff, but for me, the joy is in, can I recreate things that exist? Like, can I make a Ciroc bottle? Cause I can't find one, you know, like mm. I made, um, you know, made little versions of vinyl. I made a little peach crown Royal, uh, when for the Isleys and the, um, for the verses with the Isleys and earth, wind okay. and fire. Like I made a little peach crown Royal bottle that <laughs> felt appropriate. So it's like, you know, it's just, you know, I want to make like a little hot comb and a deck, a can of Dax hair grease, you know, like those type of things that you can't really find. The joy for me is in, can I make them? And can I can I recreate them? It's in the craftsmanship of it. That's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. That's that's a very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, hobby. And that's the beauty of Black Fashions. Learning just how broad the love and interests are of Black people everywhere. We love to say that Black people are not a monolith. Well, Black Fashions tends to prove it. I hope you enjoyed this look back at all of the guests we had on Dear Culture in 2022. 2022 was a very black year for Deer Culture, and here's to making 2023 even blacker. See y'all next year. Have a black one. Don't forget, you can listen to the Griot's Writing Black podcast hosted by me, Maisha Kai. This isn't your typical writing podcast. We interview any and everybody that has anything to do with writing, from comics to poets to authors to journalists to politicians and more. Remember, that's Writing Black every Sunday right here on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. Download the Griot's app to listen to Writing Black wherever you are. <laughs>